Welcome to the Wake Up and Live show. I am your host, mindologist Chantel Simone, and I am so happy that you're here with us today. Today, we are actually deep diving into a topic that um, it's a pretty sensitive topic, but we all have our own perspective and we would love to hear yours. So if it's, if it's the very first time that you're joining the show, welcome. This show stands for three key things, purpose, my mastery, and truth. So expect to be shifted, expect the unexpected, expect to hear that thing that you need right now to shift you to the, a new level of life and living and obtaining what you want. Today, we are really excited because we are having, I'm calling it a family episode where we're able to just really unpack and share with you guys. So it is our third season of the Wake Up and Live show. We have our first two seasons, which was all about was all about you know different teachings and learnings of how to overcome obstacles and think differently and and really challenge our mind to to expand and grow. Now this season is all about you. This season is all about who you are and your voice. So we want you to chime in the conversation. So right now, take a moment to click that share button if you haven't already, because you just never know who you're going to bless. And I do want to extend an invite for all those who are watching. Now, this show, this season, season three is all about you because your voice matters. So definitely, we welcome you to the show. You're able to join as a guest. We are here every weekday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because your voice matters matters. So I'm very excited to be able to introduce our co-host who will be joining me today and we will be unpacking this conversation together with you here online. So help me welcome Mr. Lester Bailey to the show. Hello everyone. Thank you Chantel. This today is going to be an amazing show. I know we say that all the time but what makes each show amazing? It's perspective, it's how we're seeing things, how we're feeling about things. Let's really talk about what's on our hearts and in our minds. And it doesn't matter in this form or shape that we're talking about it because some of you all are gonna absolutely agree with what we're saying. And some of you may just kind of scratch their head for a moment and ask the question, did they really say that? You know, But you have this opportunity each and every time that we have a show. If you would like to be a part of it, message us. Or, you know, and we'll put you in contact so that way you can voice your opinion and you can let us know because each and every day, each one of us has a perspective about life, love, joy and happiness. Let's see what makes you the person who you are. Thank I you. love it. I love it. I love it. Well, today we're going to touch upon a topic just due to all the current events. So just to give you guys a little bit of a background, if it's the first time, that there's so many different current events that's happening with coronavirus and Black Lives Matter, then it stemmed into racism, and, and the, the conversation continues. So today we really want to unpack a topic here that is really going to touch a lot of people's hearts, minds, souls, and spirit. doesn't matter what kind of race or creed or religion you are. Prejudice, no prejudice, we all go through different forms of it. And that's this hot word called slavery. So what does slavery look like today? And one of the main reasons why this was a topic that we decided to, to, to unpack a little bit, and we want to unpack it with you guys, is because at the end of the day, there's a bunch of people on the street rallying for justice. They're saying no justice, no peace. There are many people that are talking about they want freedom. They want, you know, we just celebrated Juneteenth in America. It was my first Juneteenth, Lester, so it was awesome to experience here that in America. And it was all about, it was almost like emancipation of, of slavery mm -hmm. for black people. But if I rewind back in time, there was a, a famous song that I'm sure everybody knows by Mr. Bob Marley. And it goes, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free mm. our minds. So I'm, we're going to begin and end at the same point. So let's really unpack what is this slavery and what does it look like today? So before we get into it, I do want to say hello to all the viewers. Hey, Philip, love it. Great to see you, my friend. Hey, Precious. 
Great to see you, darling. Adam, Noah, great to see you. Taryn, hey, hey, Dean, welcome, welcome. So welcome to all of our viewers, whether you're catching us on the podcast or live on Facebook or the replay on our YouTube, we welcome you and we welcome your comments. So I'm going to ask everybody up front, everybody watching, is slavery still happening today? Is slavery still happening today? That's what if you're watching, I want you to put, if you agree, I want you to put a number one. If you disagree, then I want you to put a number two. Is slavery still happening today? And on that note, Lester, what's your thoughts? You know, I really believe slavery is still happening today. Not as it was when we first landed here in the U.S. and in Canada, because a lot of people don't understand that when people got off ship, they ran as far north as they could. <laughs> they didn't want to be in this land of being held back. But what did slavery really look like to us? Was it just because we were working in the fields and getting paid absolutely no money? Was it the work that we had to do and had no appreciation for, for the work we put in? Or was it the beatings that we have taken in our lifetime and how that beatings actually looked like? Because today they'll talk about it being in policing when you're looking at beating or the economic, whereas we're not all the same. You know, one of the ways I looked at this, Chantel, and it's kind of crazy. Back in days of slavery, we had zero business and it took a while to start getting business. So your economic business didn't look. So we looked at recent uh, battles that have gone on with Black Lives Matter. And I, it's kind of mm -hmm. funny. And we looked at all the stores that were looted and broken into. But let's ask the better question. How many stores were Black? How many were Black owned? What is our ceiling in life? Because we want to turn around and look at the businesses that were around, that were broken in, that were torn up, but really just torn up because they were in black neighborhoods, because they were owned by white people. And I don't want to, to, to ever have it look like it's a thing against black versus white. Slavery is still going on, still in some other countries. But the most, you know, where slavery is the greatest is, of course, is in our mind. <laughs> you know, what does that mind look like? Go ahead, Chantel. No, I, I totally agree. And I think that we're seeing a lot of ones here um, that, yes, indeed, slavery is still happening today. And you know what, we reflect upon upon slavery and obviously like not only black people were enslaved. Mm -hmm. I know I've heard, you know, I, I said on Juneteenth, I was in an area where there was just a handful of, of minorities and a lot of, let's say white people or, or mixed people, Asian people, et cetera. And um, a lot of people kept coming up to me and starting to share about their perspective on the black community and an Asian fella came up to me and he's like, you know, Asians were enslaved too. And, and, and he's, he's like, slavery is slavery, but it's when you put color to it, mm. where the challenge was. And he had a very, very, very good point. So slavery was all, if you even go back to biblical days, you know, you know, the Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians. So slavery is a real thing. It's when you put color to it and make it because you're a certain type, that means you're an automatic slave. I think that's when it really muddles the water. So, and, 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 and if we really zero back to the times, like you mentioned Black Wall Street, there's all these different things, even in the recent times. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm talking a decade ago, you know, I'm talking maybe two decades ago, not to mention three, four, five, six, or seven decades ago, but even in recent times, we've had people talk about what it looks like and, and the effects of the economy. And what's a, a video that's coming, surfacing back, it's a very popular video by a, a rapper who passed away, Mr. Tupac Shakur. So let's take a look at this video and we're gonna unpack his thoughts that he shared with us. And this was back in 1990. Two. So let's take a look and see because it's it's not only about slavery, but it's really also about what the state of the economy is in and 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 how to actually address it and deal with it. So let's take a look at what Tupac has to say. This world is such a, um, and when I say this world, I mean it. I don't mean in an ideal sense. I mean in uh, every day, every little thing you do. It's such a, give me, give me, give me. Everybody. 
everybody back off. You know, everybody's like, you taught that from school, everywhere, big business. You want to be successful? You want to be like Trump? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Push, 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 push. Step, step, step. Crush, crush, crush. That's how it all is. And it's like, nobody ever stopped. Just, you know, I feel like instead of us just being like, slavery's bad, slavery's bad, bad white, bad white. I mean, all right, let's stop that. And everybody's smart enough to know that, I mean, we've been slighted. And we want ours. And I don't mean by like hours, 40 acres and a mule because we passed that. But we need help. I mean, for us to be on our own two feet, us meaning youth or us meaning black people, whatever you want to take it from. For us to be on our own two feet, we do need help. Because we have been here. We have been a good friend. If you want to make it a relationship type thing, we have been there. And now we deserve our payback. It's like you got a friend that you don't never look out for. You know, you dressed up in jewels. Now Americans got jewels and they got they paid and everything and they lending money to everybody except us. And it's like, you know, everybody need a little help on, a, on their way to being, you know, self-reliant. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing about the album, about the Special Olympics. Everybody need a little something and they to be independent. No independent person just grew up and was born independent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts? What are your initial thoughts, Lester? I hear I hear the wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that I've always believed in that that the slavery in the mind about how we move around today, how we move around, and what do we actually see? Some people actually see slavery as just a hard work in the fields, like I was speaking a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But, but today, we're walking around with no shackles on. We're free to go wherever we want to go, but economically, what do we look up to? We see that our current president are moving around and he looks at economic features. What is, how does money get spreaded throughout the entire world? And when you happen to be one of the top earners of the world and you say that, hmm, well, everybody needs to be able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And you want to look at what bootstraps when you don't own any boots, <laughs> you know? How does that look, you know, when you want to be a humanitarian and you want to help so many people, but the only thing that you have in your pocket is your hand or the lint. You said, I can't help so many people because I go to different organizations and they don't have any money because someone is controlling the purse strings. Someone is saying, okay, I'll delve out this $10 million to you, but $10 million to the person who has $20 billion means nothing. It's no more than you know giving somebody a dollar from your pocket. And right. then they would figure that's charity. You know, yeah. what does that look like when they say charity begins at home and yet you don't have a home? <laughs> you know, where is slavery really pushing to you when the most that you know so many people that are of color, and I don't mean just black, I do mean of all nationalities of color, what does it look like when the majority of us do not have homes? Right. We have no homes. We have no businesses, but we pay we pay out more money than we ever you know get in. We're spenders. So is our is our slavery there? Go ahead. I'm I'm waiting to hear this. Yeah, you know what? It, it's it's so true because you know when we think of slavery, we like you said, we think of shackles. We think of you know being whipped and all this other things. But we are. It's like we're free. We're we're free physically but we're trapped still emotionally, mm-hmm. financially, economically. Um, and when I say we, it's anybody that identifies with that. So sometimes, sure, you can categorize it in a particular subset, but I mean, I do believe we're all one race. I do believe you know, there's certain stigmas that is set up and catered to different races. Um, and, 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 and that's one of the major things, you know, I, I, it's, I'm Canadian. I was born in Canada, um, and I'm now living in America. So it was the very first time I heard of Juneteenth, um, that recently passed. And I said, somebody asked me, well, what is Juneteenth? And I'm like, well, it's kind of like black people were free, but they're not, but yet they're free, but kind of not really. And we're, we're, we're free to walk the street, but we still get killed. So what does it look like today is it to me it's almost it's a it's 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 also a deep deep programming because they say you know there's a lot of different parables i can pick any one of them where they basically say that mental slavery is 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 just like you have a a rope tied to your arm and so you don't move anywhere but it's not tied to anything else 
Mm-hmm. We, it, the, 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 the act of slavery is not just what it used to look like, but it's also the conditioning. We gotta talk about the mental conditioning that came with that. If all we know is to be a certain way and then, and then all of a sudden somebody says, okay, you don't have to be like that anymore. Well, that's all we know. So that's what we're gonna do. And, and, and it's almost as if that the society is, is conditioned to keep us that way. Um, and also I think it's a huge way of us fooling ourselves. Well, here's today, here's something to look at. You know, for mental slavery about econo- economics, let's, let's stop there for a second. Who's the richest black person in America? Most of us will say it's Oprah Winfrey. We know that there is one person that's actually out there. Is she the only billionaire? No, but we only know about one. I mean, who was the richest, you know, Caucasian member of this world? And you will start coming up with a list of names, not one person. You will say, well, this person has it, that person has it, that person has it. <laughs> right. Jeff Bezos. It doesn't matter how big the list is, but we don't see ourselves being that person. Why is it that we hold ourselves back economically for dreaming that we want to be one of the billionaires? One of the billionaires, the name is just sitting up there and we can say, we can point to it. Mm-hmm. How do we get to the point that for us to not believe that we can be so successful? Who held us back? Who kicked us out of the seat? Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at your homes, you go into neighborhoods and you see a neighborhood run down. The most time without seeing a person on the street, when they see a person, a neighborhood run down, who do they think about? Do they think about it as Caucasian or do you think about it of a person of color? who actually sits out here and lives in a broken down neighborhood. It's not necessary for you to see it because slavery, you know, according to the way they looked, it was always a blind eye. We never saw it. But what, where did we go wrong when we didn't believe that we deserve to live in a stronger neighborhood? Why do we feel that we needed to move to an affluential neighborhood of another race in order to believe that we were successful? How did that mental conditioning really come to us and was it strong enough to make us want to hold back and say, we can't go further? You know, I always look at where did, where did we go wrong? We just had a show yesterday for those of you all that were with us. And we talked about mental health. And in unpacking that, we talk about how many black people never think about mental health. But yet when it comes to slavery, we'll speak up. We'll talk about it. But we don't understand it's because of our mental health, mental conditioning. Is where we started to fall and we didn't climb. Why do we go and say slavery is mental health? Oh, <laughs> it's a reflection of our mental health. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, as it you, is. As you said it right there, I'm like, wait a minute, it's the same thing. Yes, it's our, it's our, it's our mental health that keeps us enslaved. You know, hold us back. Yes, exactly. And I want to just chime in here because you're saying some really great stuff, and I don't want to lose it. Um, some um, some of the comments here, people are saying that um, we have Phil saying mass incarceration of black folks for su- for the same crime as a white person will do three times the sentence. Equal mm. justice for the same crime? Not so. So, and I just want to make a disclaimer for people who are watching. This is again, this is not a black versus white thing. We, you know, I truly believe we all it's one race and it's the human race. Um, and, and, and so we stand with our other brothers and sisters from all nationalities. As you know, we're, we're all about Chantel, the, the brand is Chantel International. We love to travel, experience different cultures. Uh, Lester, everyone that's aligned with us has the same MO. Now, one of the reasons why you may hear us talk about blacks or whites or even Asians or what have you is because of what's happening in society today. There is a particular, just like Philip, Phil said, that there is a particular thing that we've noticed. There is a common trait when you are a certain race. And you know, this whole black life movement started because the common elements was there was a man and then they were black and then there was a white cop, you know, a white person and they were police and they were shooting the black man. So it, it was just the same scenario in different ways. So that's why we talk about it because we do wanna bring light because we are all one race, we should all be treated the same. 
And so that's why we're saying, wait a minute, when somebody of a different color, you know, commits the same crime of someone uh, that is a Caucasian, it should be the same sentence. And that just isn't the case. Um, Richie says, slavery is still here. It's just transformed. <laughs> I love that. Dean talks about there's a war on drugs. Oh, yeah. we can talk about that one too. Oh, I know, because Lester being a, a police officer, you would have seen a lot of, um, and even me hearing, you know, the deposits of drugs that strategically, and another thing, as strategically placed in different areas based on race. I heard that there was opium went to the Asians. I heard mm -hmm. that heroin went to the blacks. I heard cokes went to, you know what I mean? So there is a huge war on drugs, uh, Dean, that that plays a part as well. So, and Dean also said, I love this quote, how can you pull yourself up by your bootstraps when you don't own any boots? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, love I, it. I love it right now. Most of, most of slavery, we say is in our minds. It's in racism. That's what slavery really is. You know, you look at the divide, this COVID-19 and coronavirus, they say that the Asians gave this to us. So what is the first thing that most people want to do is alienate Asians. They said that, oh, no, you're doing too much, but you're working in our neighborhoods. But yet some other people would say there is no other race that would not support their own race if you can turn around and have the opportunity. An Asian or Middle Eastern or a person from a different country goes into a black neighborhood and they know that they can sell their goods. Why aren't we selling our own because of how we think? What that thought pattern is that's been coming to us so often. Asian person didn't do anything different than the black person. The Middle Eastern didn't do anything different than the black person. But the black person is too afraid to step forward because they believe that someone else is better than them a thought of slavery. See, when you have been beaten into commission to state that you're going, you can only go so far, mm -hmm. that's how you look at it. It's like a woman trying to go up in business and all of a sudden everybody put this vision in their head. And I want you all to be careful about the words in which you say. There is a glass ceiling. Once you hear the terminology, there is a glass ceiling, you believe that there is a ceiling in life, even though that you may not see it, but the words in which you use dictate how you're going to move in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. How many people would you surround yourself with that are broke? Because if you are broke right around five people, if those five people that you're broke, guess who's going to be the sixth person? That's right. <laughs> you know, That's right. You, um, a lot of people who believe in a slave mentality, you're going to be the next one because how your beliefs are about the association of the people you keep around you. That's that's just what slavery is. Please, you know, let me hear your perspective. You know what? I just want to chime in and ask because, you know, it's so true. They always say that we're a reflection of the people around us. And because we adopt not only their, their lifestyle, their patterns, but also their mindset. So I want to mm -hmm. ask everybody watching, is slavery only in the mind? Mm. is slavery only in the mind if you agree that it's in the mind and in the mind only i want you to type one if you disagree and think it's in the mind and maybe in the economic system and and other things i want you to type a two so is slavery only in the mind and the main thing is i would say that when we when i think of the word slavery if i were to just stop for a moment and I think of the word slavery. The first, what's the first image that hits your mind? Guy who is out there with, <laughs> is clearing fields. <laughs> That's all I can see is clearing fields. Mm -hmm. So, and I think a lot of people will echo that. They would may may get um you know arms tied together with shackles or what have you. So if that's the first image that pops in your mind as slavery, if you're not seeing that today, then there's some unconscious thing that's saying, oh, well, we're not in slavery because I'm not walking around with shackles and I'm not cutting cotton fields and I'm not being whipped and I'm not saying yes, master. So we may not believe unconsciously that slavery still exists. 
And if that's what we believe on an unconscious level, then we're actually, but yet we're still being oppressed. There's something that we're missing. There's, there's a miscalculation in how we're living life. So to be honest, and I say this with love in my heart, uh, I, I appreciate and I, I like the awareness that the protesters have brought on mm -hmm. the street, you know, uh, uh, it got awareness. And some of that shifted some things. And I always say awareness is the first step to change. So it's necessary for change. But let's be clear, awareness does not equal change all the time. Mm. So, so when we get on the street and we march and we protest, and let's just say that this gentleman going directly to the George Floyd situation, that the cop gets convicted and he goes to jail, is that victory? Is that victory? A lot of people may think, oh yes, that's great, look what we marched and yeah, 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 we got that. But if you really think about it, a week later, there was a man hanging from a tree in, in, in and, and a man got shot in, in hanging from a tree here in California. Another black man got shot in, in Atlanta. The cycle continues. So to me, there's this common trait of fooling ourselves. Are mm -hmm. we fooling ourselves thinking that if we fight the same people who are oppressing us, that we will be free from slavery? You know, here, here is a thought, and I, and I love you, you touched on it about Black Lives Matter. If you notice, you had a group of people who were going up and down the street hollering about one particular thing. And that was, of course, the killing of someone, which was so heart-wrenching. But who in that crowd said they were going to stand up this particular year and vote? You know, the, the mentality of voting is that, I guess it says, it's not going to help anyway. Who, who would have actually heard this? My vote doesn't count. What type of mentality do you think that was when you had so many people fighting for an opportunity for you to get a vote. You go back in the days of when King was walking around, when people used dogs at you, and they also sprayed hoses at you, and they were breaking bones, and they bombed you. Did you go to the polls then? And at that time, believe it or not, you had more people going to the polls then than you have today. For all of you Americans that are actually out there, only 23% out of Everybody who is able to vote actually go out to the polls. They don't believe in midterm election, and they're not quite sure if they believe in a general election. But how many of you all would stand up as a black person that says that you're proud of the who you are and go out and vote? Mm. You know, if, if I pull 10 people in a room right now and ask those 10 people, everybody that voted, put your hand up. And in actuality, we're going to check to see if you did it. Probably you may have a half a person who actually voted out of 10. Hmm. Because of, of how we're thinking, when that slave mentality, the thing that says you don't count, it shows up in how you vote. You know, I, I'm a big, big proponent in it because you have to actually stand up. You know, general elections are going around in this country right now. They're giving everybody the same opportunity but less than 23% are going to vote. When you look at the vote, and we have over 10 billion people who live in America, and yet you have under 5 million people who actually vote, or they'll say, maybe you may have 60 million people voting. What did that tell you with everybody else, especially if you have the number of a billion? Well, I said 10 billion, but if you have a billion. Absolutely. <laughs> Why is it that we enslave ourselves with voting? Why don't we believe that it's important? Do you know when you, when you go ahead? So, you know it's so true it, it, because a lot of people it's it's time to you know voting voting helps because it's all about power. But I want to circle back to some of the comments that we got here. So Rochelle says that when she thinks about slavery, she thinks change in shackles. Um, and and Dean says number two, it's not only in the mind. Um, Rochelle says not having your immediate needs met. Um, only I know that it exists. So 
Dean saying, as a white person, I don't believe I can truly understand enough to be qualified to answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we totally honor and respect that, Dean. Um, and then Rochelle says, white folks probably done, probably don't think so, though. So, um, so a lot of people think that that you know it just may not exist. So, if imagine, so for I mean, I can speak from obviously the perspective that we have as being a, a, a person with darker skin. You know, in America, I hear we say black and brown. <laughs> folks here uh, in Canada, that means something else. But um, and and so yeah, so if even if we wear the hat of somebody who doesn't experience slavery and they think that they're in the land of free. Now let's talk about that because what is freedom? Because if we're talking about slavery, we can't have a conversation about slavery without talking about freedom. To me, my perspective, coronavirus, when I put on the mask, because I do go to the grocery store and it's mandatory in the state of California at this point, um, except Huntington Beach, that was the first place to kind of relieve uh, or to get back into the, the regular scheme of things. But when I put on a mask, I feel personally that I feel like I'm suffocating. I don't feel that that's freedom. To me, I understand that there's a protection mechanism and the government has to do what they have to do. It's just like if somebody was speeding 100 miles an hour, you know, and, and, and so all of a sudden, because of that one person and they, they had a huge accident, now it changed the law, nobody can speak. I get that, you know, with one little incident, it changes the law. But for me, it starts with the mask, mandatory. You must wear a mask or else you get fined. Then it, what, what's next? Our freedom of speech. We're talking about hate crimes. People are gonna start saying, well, you can't say this and you can't disrespect that. Now they're gonna take away our freedom for what we can and cannot say. So. You know, slavery is not just a, a race thing or, or a prejudice thing. You got to look at what does freedom look like? Are you free to do the things that you desire to do? And, and I love you guys for chiming in on whether it's in the mind or not. But because, you know, I'm going to just quickly share my story. I've been in environments uh, many times where I was the only person that had hair like me. I was the only person, and yes, it's my hair, by the way. A lot of people ask me that. <laughs> it's all mine. I grew it. Um, so they don't have locks like I do. They don't have the skin color like I do. I've been in many rooms where I was the odd one out. Now, I could have used that in my mind and say, and if somebody didn't give me a cup of water but gave everybody else a cup of water, I could have easily said, oh, it's black because I'm black or because I have locks or because of this. But with a renewing of our mind, it doesn't matter what people do around me. It's how I choose to respond. It doesn't matter what goes on around me. It's how I choose to respond. And this is why we're asking, is, meant, is slavery only in the mind? And only is the key word there. Of course, there's other things. But if we were to free ourselves in our mind, does that mean that we free ourselves in our world? Lester, what's your thoughts? What's your perspective? You know, one of the funny things, I just kind of love this. You, you made a comment here when people see you. From slavery, it was light skin versus dark skin. It started right. out that way because we know the people who lived in Massa's house happened to be light skin. We carry that same mentality to where we are today. You said this, and it's really crazy, that you're a Canadian. But when you're seen to the world, you just are seen by a black woman. You're not seen as a black American. You're just seen as being black. Every other race to break down nationality, you give them Chinese, you give them French, you give them Italian, you give them a particular type of race that they're from. But when you see someone black from a slave mentality, you only see their skin color. So when you're looking to break out of, you know, that free thought, you have to give the person who, who are from wherever that they are, it if it's from Africa, it if it's from Germany, it if it's from whatever country, you need to start looking at the person from whom they are and stop looking at the skin color. I love when everybody puts this mask on and they show the mask. And yet the only thing that you ever saw is there was someone from another race and then there was a black person. 
they were always able to tell that they were black, even masked, because you looked at their skin. And when you look beyond what you're seeing in front of you, to say, how bright are they? How intelligent are they? Can they bring me up to the next level of life? We call it level up, right? Who's ready to level up? But when you, you get out of this mentality of thinking someone is better than you, just because they have a degree, and it's funny, if you say if the person is a doctor, they're the smartest one. All a doctor means is they studied one particular field of study, they theorized it, and that means that they are smart in that subject. Would you say a doctor is smarter than you know a musician who can turn around and play some of the best music in the world and the doctor can't turn around and play that particular instrument? Mm-hmm. See, there's genius in each and every one of us. We just now have to start showing it and stop mm-hmm. leading by the color of our skin, but the content of our character. That's, That's where we start living. <laughs> I love that. That's exactly it. Not by the color of our skin. And we don't just mean black and white. We mean all shades of all colors because let's. there's something called colorism. Mm-hmm. The Indian culture experiences it through their caste system. Uh, the 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 black culture experiences, but it's almost as it's the the idea of the darker you are. I don't know the the less value is placed on you in your life. The lighter you are, even in the Asian culture. I know some Asian uh, friends that when the sun is out, they they have these umbrellas and these visors. And if you ever seen them with visors, because there's a stigma. That has that's embedded in many different cultures and races. That the the lighter you are, the better you are. The more privileged you are. I don't. The only or the only culture I think is is white people because I feel like they like to tan, so they don't like to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the darker. <laughs> Except for if they have an orange tan, and you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we we just you know we keep it real here at the Wake Up and Live show. We just like to. Call it like it is, um, just in, in hopes that we can bridge the gap. So really, uh, yeah, there is all different forms of slavery and all different forms of um, you know oppression. So I'm going to ask another question. I want you guys involved in this one. So with all that, whether it's slavery in the mind or slavery physically, um, you know, the fact that we're going through it today, can we be free? You know, we don't like to harp upon problems without talking about solutions. So can we be free today? If you agree that there is a way that we can be free, if you have hope for the future and think that we will be free one day, whether it be tomorrow, next week, next year, next decade, next century, put number one in the chat. Can we be free? And I'm gonna, and we're going to unpack it a little bit more. Can we be free? And if not, if, you, if you're thinking like, I don't see it, like real talk, do you see the vision of us being able to fulfill Martin Luther King's dream? How about and, your and own dream? Say, what was that? How about your own dream? What, 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 what? She asked the question, can we be free? And I want those of you all who don't mind answering that question, can we be free? Tell us how you're thinking of that. You know, you can keep it into a short sentence because we're looking for additional comments here because this is such an important subject because when we start to working together, when we can see solutions, we can all work on the solution together. We don't have to do it individually, but how about we start working together because this is a solution to work together. I love when we say teamwork is what makes the dream work, but what does your team look like? That's always a bigger question. Hey, that's a team. That's a great <laughs> question. Do you have a team? That's an even <laughs> another question. So we see some great comments here. Um, I want to say, where are we here? Boom. Does does everybody have the same opportunity to vote today? So let's move back to the voting. What I'm observing is that there is a slavery issue in respect to voting happening right now to the poor or the urban areas under the the, the guise of COVID-19, um, oops, COVID-19, not even having the opportunity because voting sites are still being reduced. Mm-hmm. So 
is it is it even a fair opportunity for voting? So we're going to circle back to that, Dean. Um, Rochelle said, good points. The mask, the mask makes it harder for me to breathe as well. Yeah, Matt, I feel like I'm, I literally come up for air <laughs> and then I go back under. Like I literally do that. That's just me. I don't know about y'all, but that's just me. The mask, I feel that it's, it's, it's just like, it's stifling. <laughs> I feel like it's, while it's meant to protect me, I'm like, is it really? Is it really though? Is it really? Because what about all the chemicals that is made up in the, the, the materials of the mask that I'm inhaling? Like, I can go on, but that's a whole other conversation. Wait, 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 before you go on. Is yes. the mask like a feeling of being a slave? You just said stifling feeling, that thing that's just holding you, and you say, I can't breathe. It's, is that the same feeling of being under slavery? Like George Floyd saying, I can't breathe. Me covering a mask saying, I can't breathe. We're being stifled. There are so many metaphors in life. I love it. I love it. That that's it right there. That's it right there. And and one and 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 who's enforcing it all? Back to voting. Ooh. Who's enforcing Ooh. it? You know, there was an episode, uh, I think it was Gunther. Um, mm -hmm. he, he was on an earlier episode and he said, we got to stop looking at the nitty gritty of oh, me versus you or that versus this and think about it. Somebody is profiting from all of our confusion, from all of our oppression, from all of our disagreements. Somebody is, is, is making money off of us. Somebody is prospering. Somebody is, is getting stronger because we're getting weaker. So are our eyes focusing on the right thing? As we sit here talk about masks, what are other people talking about behind closed doors? There's some key questions in life we really got to pay attention to. We have some great comments, and I want to continue, and then we'll, we'll jump right back in, Mr. Go Bailey. ahead. So Rochelle says, I wear my mask religiously. However, when others I don't know, when others I don't know, I feel kind of silly. I wish everyone unanimously complied with it. Then I think we would have more solidarity at least. Good point, good point. Mm -hmm. I say realistically, no. So she's saying, no, we can't be free today. Not black people, not anywhere. All over the world, blacks have had it hard in persons of color. You know what? I want you on the show. Whoever made that comment, I would love for you to be our guest. Who made the comment? That was Rochelle Richie, girl. We're inviting you to the table. Yes, Rochelle, <laughs> please, 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 you know, be on this perspective show because your opinion counts and I love to hear the perspective. Go ahead, Chantel. Okay, sending a thumbs up. Okay, good. We're going to send you the link. We'll love your thoughts. So she has a few more things here. I'll, I'll read it up quickly. I think that you can achieve your dreams as a black person, but true freedom, no. Same here, especially in Vegas, the heat. Um, mask makes me feel like slavery. Some masks are worse than others. The best masks are the most effective that are stifling, yay. You know what? So she mentioned, so I, what I really liked, I like this comment right here. I think that you can achieve your dreams as a black person personally, but true freedom, no. Mm. Lester? And that's the question. We'll circle back to around the voting. Yeah. There's nothing in this world that makes more money than war. And right now you have a biological war going on. If you ever want to see where money actually goes to most of the war, when you know that there's a war coming on, and this is just for you investors, buy bandages. Because guaranteed, the, the rate of bandage, the stock is going to go high. Why? Because most people are going to use it. The person who are making the most amount of money, see economics, because of our slave mentality, we don't think economically, how do we benefit? The mask were one, the gloves were another, having hand sanitizer is another. It's just a different way to make money because the country went what? Broke. All these countries all over this world bought what? Bought masks. They bought gloves. <laughs> they bought hand sanitizers. And what are they trying to improve on? They're improving on masks. They're improving on hand sanitizers. They're improving on gloves. See, when you're looking at the economic way of looking at slavery, what do we invest in and how do we do it depends on what you're looking at. 
When people are telling you to look left, you better turn your head to the right. When you follow the crowd, you look, you miss all the other things that you could have seen in life. Mm -hmm. See, slavery has us looking one way because we get mad, we're upset, you know, we're incarcerated wrongly. We're, we're the first person that they look for when a crime actually happens. But here's the truth. What are they getting you not to pay attention to as they buy up your neighborhoods? That's They're right. buying up this. You will go and buy a, a Mercedes Benz at $80,000, but yet you still need to have a car that was is going to get you to the same place. It just doesn't look as cute. But if you go buy that car that gets you to the same place at the same time, why would you not buy that economically? Why do you have to look like, a.k.a. the Joneses? Who are the Joneses? I, I know so many people that have, you know, nice cars, can't put gas in it, <laughs> can't afford to put gas in it, have beautiful homes, struggling to pay the mortgage. So even in our own finances, we're captive. Right. You know, what What are we looking at as we go along? See, the whole thing of it is, is learning how to invest differently. When you want a seat at the table, you must do what is necessary to get the seats. Yes, you're buying the seats, but you're buying the seats by the information that you're learning. Mm -hmm. Because we're so afraid to have these conversations without yelling and screaming, without saying it's only a Black Lives Matter. No, Me Too movement, it had to deal with women. Black Lives Matter has to deal with Blacks, but what about the other races who are also involved, who are held down like the Mexican race? They still have the same issues that we have. They're just across a border, but the same type of person is holding them down. Middle Easterners are going through the same thing. It doesn't matter where you come from, is when people are holding you back, what are you going to do to earn a seat at the table? And, you know, I must say that because of, you know, uh, I love the I love how you guys are commenting because your comments is going to echo thousands of people's thoughts as well. So for those who may say that, you know what, freedom is not our realistic for, for my people. Um, and for those who may think even if it's outside of the, the system or outside of race, that freedom is, is almost like a facade. Well, then what could really be the answer? Mm -hmm. Now, one of the few things that Lester, myself, and a few other of our team members have got together to do is to transform the way we think. And through that, we had to not just catch up our thinking to, you know, those these powerful thought leaders. We had to find a way to surpass it. And I tell you, and you might have heard me say this before, somebody asked me how I define mind mastery, because it does, if it's not the only way that we think in terms of uh, um, slavery or mental slavery, it's a big part of it, right? That plays a big part of it. So how do we master our mind? You know, I'm a mindologist. A lot of people ask me a lot of different things about our mind or element. Can you read my mind and all this sort of stuff? And let me tell you one of the most powerful tools as we wrap up the show to help us. There is a constant battle for our mind. I say life is way more black and white than we think. It's good and bad. It's it's you know good or evil. It's 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 very black and white. Anytime we try to blur the lines, we try to gray it out, we're fooling ourselves. So one of the most powerful things, and please hear my heart and avoid thinking anything else than what I'm actually saying, is the ability, my mastery is the ability to transcend our mind and to tap into something greater than us that is all-knowing, that is all-powerful, that is all-present. When you're able to tap into that spiritual world, because we are spiritual beings, that is where true freedom lies. If you are a person who understands scripture or reads scripture, you may have heard the saying, and if, if not, take it as academic. There's a wise word that says we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We got to do the best that we can do while we are here to make the influence, to go out and vote, to, 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 to share the good news. But transformation starts with self. We're launching a certification program right now. We're very excited about that. 
we have opening for about uh, for a few founding members. So if you want to really deep dive and really get the, the source and the depth of mind transformation, you definitely want to connect with us. Um, you can connect with us on our page or, or messenger, or what have you, and say, tell me more about that program. But I do want to, and I do want to share this, is this certification program actually teaches how we can transcend our mind so that we can tap into something greater than us, because that is the answer. And I want you, as we wrap up the show, and we'll get Lester's final thoughts, and then we'll wrap up. Do you guys agree? Do you believe that there is something greater than us where we can truly seek freedom? Do you believe that there is something greater than us where we can truly seek freedom? I'm going to update it here. If you believe that, I want you to type one and say, yes, there is. Oh, my goodness, that's true. Keep our mind focused on the things above. As it is above, so it is below. If you agree with that, type one in the chat. I want to hear from you. If you if you don't say, Chantel, please, what are we going to touch something imaginary and that's all of a sudden going to make us free as a black people or as white people or as Asian people or as Indian people or as Mexican people? Chantel, yeah, right. Then type number two. And this is how we're going to wrap up the show. So Lester, as, I'm, as we're seeing some of the thoughts come in, um, what mm -hmm. are your thoughts? Do you believe that there's something greater than us that we can all tap into where we can all be truly free. You know, I, I truly believe that because I work on that every day. I've retired from one job, but I keep finding out stronger in different ways to, to live. All of us may not understand our path in life. Sometimes our path chooses us and sometimes we choose our path. But you have to have a way to have your mind clear of the things that you really want. Because we know that going back to the statement I made earlier, that we see our lives with the glass ceiling that is not there. How are you going to get to the next step is the most important, but it starts with the belief in yourself. If you're on here, Queen Gabby and Celia, Bracey Harris, if you're here and you want to be a part of this show, let people understand that you're still climbing to the top. Never give up. Don't look at age. Don't look at gender. Don't look at the criticisms that are around you. Every day you happen to be the best person in, in life and you are God's greatest gift. And always believe that. Don't ever stop believing who you actually are. Get rid of the stinking thinking that you've had for so many years. Start joining the people who are doing it, freeing their mind because freedom starts in your mind. And that's my purpose. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that is so true. And we have some really great comments here. Um, so we got we're con we got consensus for the first time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so number one, we got yes, yes, yes. So everybody so far, I'm going to just say everybody, even though we only had a few people out of all the people watching. But I'm just going to say that people do agree that there's something greater than us that we can tap into. And that's where we can truly find freedom. So let this be a reminder, because if that is the case, then let's keep our minds and our eyes and our ears and everything focused on the things above. Focus in on your relationship with self and with God, because that's where we truly walk and find the true freedom. That's the only thing that is solid in this earth at this moment, because everything else is shaking. So I just want to read this last comment here. Um, Dean said, as a white person, again, I don't feel qualified to answer. I am making the effort to take ownership of myself, to listen, get educated, gain perspective, and reach out of my comfort zone, all in hope to make a change in myself as well and those in my circle of influence, both those that look like me as well as those do not. Dean, I just really want to say something to you, my friend. I think that that is, number one, amazing personal leadership. Just, I think that, you know, I wish that your your mind and your efforts could be positively contagious, like you said, with those that look like you and that those that don't. And this is truly the reason why we started this show is to offer a different perspective. If you're living in your comfort zone, if you think that you are free, maybe you are part of the side of the problem. <laughs> and I say that in love because, um, you know, 
there's a lot of signs right now saying silence is acceptance and if you're silent you're part of the problem and all this sort of stuff but the education is what i really am zoning in on and you're that's exactly what you're saying you're like well i'm not really sure and i don't completely relate but i'm listening and i love that because we want to share the perspective because we haven't always a lot of people especially black people have been trained to grow up to suppress things. If you know, if we witnessed trauma or rape or abuse or this, that, and the other, with whether it be from a slave master or for in our own homes or in our own communities or what have you, wherever we were taught to, zip, we don't talk about it. So now we're being more bold. We're stepping out of our own comfort zones and saying, mm -hmm. "Hey, I've been abused by my country." by my police enforcement by my we're in a, an abusive relationship oftentimes with the rate with another race some black men at this stage will say they've been in an abusive relationship with police officers for for a very long time or if or even if you want to look at it at a higher perspective you know race to race so we are in an abusive relationship we have been abused for a very long time and we haven't said anything so now it's a time of liberation where we get to open up our mouths loud and say, this is what we go through and it hurts. And so we honor you and everybody else who, who steps up and shares their voice or steps up and say, well, tell me what you really go through. Cause I don't get it. I'm pretty cool. I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. You know, I have my one or two challenges, but not like what you're saying. Is this for real? Because yeah, this is somebody's reality. So I love it. And I just want to take time to share that. And I thank you so much. Um, hey, Martha, welcome back. And uh, Rochelle says, I love that scripture and quote. So I appreciate each and every one of you guys here for your comments, for your thoughts. Uh, you know, this is really, we, we do this because of, of you guys, because we wanna be able to interact with you. We wanna be able to unpack conversations keeping it real so that we can educate ourselves, taking off this mask, you know, whether it's a facade because you're a business person or because you want to, we say a, a saying show face, meaning like we want to um, not ruffle any feathers, right? And not, not to be an outcast or not to be too vocal that, or not to be known as the angry black person or, or the, 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 the outrageous one, too radical. We just, we all want the same thing deep down inside. So let's just see how much we can tap into who we are and, and whose we are so that we can see it manifest on this earth. Lester, do you have in about to 30 seconds or so any final thoughts or words you wanna share with the audience? Yes, if you have a perspective, please contact us. We would love to have you on the show. Dean, I love what you said. I'm sending you out a personal invitation to join us on a future show because we want to hear your voice on different things. It's not just one voice here, your voice that actually counts. So please join us and we will send you out a link. Just message us. I'll gladly make sure I add you to our calendar. Until the next time, live your life on purpose. Amen. I love it. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you heard something that shifted you or at least made you think or so that you can realign your thinking to the things that matters. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you go be that best you today, right now. Take action in whatever it is that you need to do and avoid focusing on problems. Because as you focus in on problems, you get more problems. Focus in on the solution. Where does the solution lie? And when that answer comes to you, stay there and just be the best version of yourself and keep fighting for justice. Keep doing whatever's in your heart, your spirit, your soul to do because you, you were made for that very thing that is whispering in your ear. So we appreciate you. We appreciate all the love, the thought, the, the comments, the thumbs up, the likes. Follow the Wake Up and Live show on Facebook soon. All of these episodes will be uploaded to our YouTube channel. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful, blessed day. And always remember, we have one life. Make it count and navigate on purpose. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.